0: Let's give the Lord a clap offering. I believe we can do better than that. Let's rise on our feet and give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Right from the beginning of this year, we have been talking about the revelation of Christ, trying to see how Christ be revealing us, understanding who it is that is living inside of us. And just like the last song, is talking about is from within. When Christ is formed within us, from inside of us, then it will not be difficult for the world to see who God is. And this is the key. This is the real key. It is the strategy of God from the beginning. And my prayer this morning is that God himself will enlighten our heart so that we can understand God is so, the wisdom of God is, is, is unbelievable. It's unfathomable. His planning, his strategy is unbelievable. It's so simple, silly. And that's why it is difficult for us because we are complex beings to comprehend. All God ever wanted, all he planned was for him to be formed inside of us. And then the world we see And with the the world we see who God is. That's exactly what he planned. It has never changed. Let us make man. In our image. After our own likeness. So that they may reflect. Our nature. God from the beginning. Put himself inside of us. So that. Everyone in the earth. May see who God is. Hallelujah. I want us to pray this morning. I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 1. I want us to use that word to pray. The worship was so breathtaking. In my spirit, that's who we are. That's where we should be every day, 24-7, 365, or 366, wherever, 350, it is, all around. Because that exactly is what God did from the beginning. Look with me in Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, I'm reading from verse number 3. How blessed God! How blessed is God, and what a blessing He is! He is the Father of our Master Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessing in Him. Long before He laid down Earth's foundations, He had us in mind had settled on us as the focus of his love. To be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure it took in planning all of these. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavish gift given by the hand of his beloved son. From before the foundation of art, hallelujah. End of no celebration. You see, when I'm in a party like Pastor Tosi mentioned, that's what is ringing in my heart. There's a song in Yoruba, uh, one of this music in Nigeria, that, you see, when I listen to a song, what happens to me is not what happens to everyone. You see, that song was so good, and the choreographed it, it started with a beat. And all you see is just people moving. And when the song began, you see it is that word that captured me and at that moment it doesn't matter what beat they are beating at that point I'm gone that word that the name of Jesus is sparkling my head I'm gone. You see, when we understand what God did yes. through Christ Jesus, yes. our lives will never, ever remain the same again. It is just impossible. And that's what he's saying right here, right from before the foundation of the earth. God yes. has chosen to make us the object of his love. You see, when I remember that it's, it makes my head spark whatever that means that's the best translation I can give to that I don't know if someone else can help me with a better translation I don't know how to translate but it's like there's a sparkling there's something tickling when I hear the name of Jesus hallelujah What I'm saying this morning, you see, as we're worshiping, I I just imagine living life that way every day, every moment, every second. When you are so relaxed in the hand of God, you are so blown away by the love of God, and you are like you are in heaven. You see, because that's what is going to happen, you are. We are not born again to go to heaven. Okay. We are born again so heaven can come to the earth. You, have you not read in the scripture? He said, and I saw the heaven was happening. Heaven came on earth. And the angel said, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man. At the end of the day, that's what is going to happen. God is going to come down creating a new heart and in heaven and his tabernacle will be among us. Amen. And the Bible says we'll be with him forever. Amen. So the everlasting life you're talking about it's going to be right here. Go read the Bible. Hallelujah. Where am I going this morning? Last week we discussed. We discussed about you are blessed. How God wants us to understand what it means. Because in the order of creation of God, we said, He made man in his likeness. his right, Then he said, He made them to reflect his nature. The fourth thing was, God blessed them. Bible says "God bless them," and we look in, into that word. We try to look at the other side of the coin because when you hear the word blessing, more often than not, we always think about prosperity. We think about so everything just good. But from before the foundation of earth, blessing was a human being, was a person, I should say. Blessing was Jesus. He is Jesus that came into the earth, that came into human being. Amen. But what I wanted to stress, we, we will pray before I go into that, is the fact that when you know what it means to be blessed, that God blessed you, that you are blessed, things will be different. We will live that kind of life of worship. We just live now, every day, every second of our lives. See, remember that song. Say, "I came unto you with everything I've got." You see, when you hear that song, guess our thinking. We only look at one side of the coin: our money, our prosperity, our riches. How about our sorrows? How about our pains? Won't you come to him? If you say you're coming to him with everything, how about the pain, the sorrow, the sadness? We are supposed to come to him with everything and say, Father, I love you. Everything I've got. With everything I've got. That's what I come to him with. You see, we don't come to him with everything. And that's the problem. Because while we're singing the song, our mindset is not even comprehending what we're saying. I come to him in my songs to still say, Lord, I love you, Father. I come to him in my pain and say, Father, I love you. I come to him in my riches, in my prosperity, I come to him, and I say, say, Father, I love you. Even when I don't understand. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell someone beside you and say, you are blessed. You see, if you have Jesus, you are blessed. And I mentioned last week, In Revelation chapter 14, the Bible says, blessed are the dead in Christ. Even when you die, as long as you're in Christ, you are still blessed. When you are at the end of your road, in Matthew chapter 5, God said, you are still blessed. When men persecute you, God said, you are still blessed. That's helping us to comprehend what it means to be blessed. Hallelujah. I want us to bow our head and pray. Right from the before the foundation of God of the earth, God made us the object of his love. I want you to pray that God helped me to make you the object of my love. Just say that to God. I want you, God, to be the object of my love. I want you to be what I think about when I wake up in the morning, what I think about when I go to bed at night. I want you to be what I think about when I'm going through rough time. I want you to be the, what I think about when I'm going through blissful time, good time. Lord, I want you to help me Make you the object of my love. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Say to the person beside you, you are blessed. Hallelujah. I want to focus on Genesis chapter 1 in verse number 1 and in, in when God said in verse number chapter 1 verse 26 we have read it several times let us make human beings in our image make them reflect in our nature so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea the birds in the air the cattle and yes, of itself. And every animal that moves on the face of earth, God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them. And he said, Prosper, reproduce, fill earth, and take charge. Be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. I want to look at the word, God bless them, and says prosper, reproduce, fill earth, and take charge. See, when we read Matthew chapter 5, Jesus was saying some things that were Unconventional because if you look at the Greek translation of the word blessed, which means makarios, more often than not, it refers to, you can say maybe there are four dimensions. The first dimension is a refers to the, the gods. Gods. When you hear Macarius, he's talking about, you know, gods. Something beyond natural. And sometimes it is translated to mean people that are dead to worries and troubles of the world. They are dead to all the worries. It means they are now like gods because nothing worries them, nothing troubles them. They are beyond problems, tribulation, troubles, and as a result of that, they are passed on to being gods. And the third dimension is where it references prosperity, where it references things that are good, you know, everything is working well, everything is working good, that's the one we always reference. The last dimension though, is what Jesus told us in Matthew chapter five, because more often than not, when you say blessed, it's almost as if everything is okay, and it's you know mostly known to be attributable to prosperity in all dimensions, not just financial. But when you look at the tone of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter five, it's different. He was talking about the fact that you are still blessed when you are poor in spirit. That's an opposite of being rich. He was saying you are still blessed when you have hit the end of your road. So everything he was mentioning there when you just opposed it by the literal translation of Makarios, is almost as if they are exact opposite. Why? Jesus was trying to get us to a point where we understand what it means to be blessed. Just like that prophet knew what it means to be blessed of God, he said, how can I cause those who God has already blessed? So it means when I'm blessed, it doesn't matter the situation around me. Because the blessing I have is in the person of Christ Jesus and those circumstances, whether I am poor in spirit, whether I am at the end of the road, whether I am being persecuted, does not limit the blessing or removes the blessing. I am still blessed. Are you with me so far? So when God said, prosper in the beginning of creation, he blessed us and he said, prosper. What does it mean to prosper? Again, This is not talking about financial prosperity only. This is talking about prosperity. He just says, prosper. In King James Version he says, be fruitful. That's the man he created in his likeness after his image. The man he made reflecting his nature is that man he pronounced prosper Two. And as God pronounced that, prosper unto us. I want, to, I want to let us see the wisdom of God in what he plans to do. Because the end of the goal and the end of the game what his goal. Why will God want me to prosper? Why will God bless me to prosper? We look at the, what he what meant, but why will he do that? So that he can now, usher you into that responsibility. Remember, after he said, God bless, he said, be responsible. The blessing was before the responsibility. God pronounced blessing before he handed over responsibility. So, there is no way you can accomplish the responsibility without the blessing. So, he pronounced blessing first. He now said, now that I have blessed you, here is the responsibility. You're not going to be looking for blessing if you don't understand your responsibility. It's going to be robbery. It doesn't work that way. You better go to Las Vegas if that's what you want to do. Because that's, you know, just trying to gamble. That's gambling. God pronounced blessing and now says, here is the responsibility. The blessing was for the responsibility. If you do not understand the responsibility, how do you think you're gonna get the blessing? So God said, prosper. And if you just look at the other synonyms of prosper, it's a flourish, thrive, grow, succeed, do well, make money. That's the English translations. It means, just literally, to do well. Well, do well in what? Prosper in what? Do well in what? If you read that verse number, that Genesis chapter 1, where after he said prosper, reproduce, fill the air, take charge, see what God did. He said, I have given you every seed-bearing plant and every fruit yeeding tree. (laughs) God said, prosper. How am I going to do that, God? He said, I have given you something. I have given you Every seed bearing plant and every fruit yielding tree. So prosper. Remember the talent, the parable of the talent? When God gave one ten, gave one five, and gave one, what did he say? He said, He asked them to trade with it. Conduct business with it. When God blessed from before the foundation of generation, when he said prosper, he didn't just say that for you to sit down. He gave you something. He said, behold, I have given you a seed bearing plant and a fruit yielding tree. So go prosper. Remember the servant that took one talent and buried it? What happened to him? Did he prosper? Absolutely not. So, when God said prosper, it is not an automation to make profit. If you do nothing with the seed bearing plant and the fruit yielding tree that He has given unto you, but the power. To prosper is in that world. If you do not do anything with what he has given you, then there will be no prosperity. Ah, it's not a good example, but we still have to use it because that makes it very easy. You're very familiar with King James Version of it that say, be fruitful. And sometimes we attribute it to husband and wife, being fruitful, okay, to have a child. So God gave the pronouncement and power and authority for lucid, is that correct? If the husband and the wife were drinking Kool-Aid and doing everything all year round without actually doing something with the seed-bearing plant, and the fruit-eating tree, will there be any fruitfulness? No. no. So when God said prosper, he gave us what to use in order to prosper. Yes, and in that Genesis, he termed it as the seed bearing plant and the fruit yielding tree. The translation today for husband and wife, for example, like I mentioned, I'm not gonna say the biology aspect of it, but you know what it means. Did God not give the seed <laughs> and the fruits and when somebody heed the instruction of god and do something with those what happened somebody like me came up <laughs> the same way today when god said prosper from before the foundation of the earth there is authority today for those who are in christ jesus the, the reason we can benefit is once we're in christ jesus that word can now profit us it means that every seed bearing plant that God has given unto me and every fruit yielding tree that God has given to me if I do something with it with the understanding of the father there is authority backing it up from heaven there is going to be prosperity God cannot lie. And the reason is because there is a work to be done. You are supposed to take responsibility for something. That's not what God is trying to do. So when he says prosper, today I want you to understand that you need to fathom that. You need to understand that the moment the word came out of the mouth of God, there is authority to bring it to pass. And as a result of that, every time you are walking with your seed bearing plant or your fruit yielding tree, that should be ringing in your heart. To bring it home, it could be anything. Just like it is in the reproductory or biology, it could be just whatever it is that you're doing today as a teacher. That's what God has given unto you. That's your seed-yielding plant or bearing plant. You could be a doctor. <clears throat> you could be a nurse. You could be in the marketplace. You could be anywhere. You could be in Hollywood. Anything that God has given unto you, any talent, any gift that God has given unto you, there is authority over it to prosper. The authority and the power of God is upon it to prosper. If we understand that God's word cannot fail, and if we can keep up with God according to his word, and as we're doing what we need to do, we are bound to prosper. Amen? Do you agree with me so far? Let me give another example. God did not create us to be useless. Good for nothing in the earth, just heaven ready. That's not what God created. Good for nothing in the earth, but heaven ready. No. God made us to bring the best out of the earth. The color of the earth. Did you read that in in Matthew? Let's quickly read it. Let me not talk out of Matthew chapter five. Matthew chapter five. I think I need us to read that because someone is looking at me funny. Let me tell you, uh, verse thirteen, Matthew chapter five, verse thirteen. Let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the gross flavor of the earth, not the heaven. Of the earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness, and we end up in the ba- verse fourteen. God forbid, that would be anybody's portion. Amen. Here is another way to put it. You are here to be light. Bringing out the God colors in the world. We are meant to beautify the world, Christians. We are here to beautify here, prepare this earth for the coming of God. When he will tabernacle and rule over the entire world he has created. Are you with me so far? So when I said we are not created to be good for nothing in the earth, it is a truth from the scriptures. What does that mean? It means that everything we enjoy in life today that we think is good, Christians should be on top of it. If we're doing what we should be doing with the seed-bearing plant he has given unto us and the fruit yielding free. You see, it seems as if there has been some spiritual dogmatism that we do not recognize the strategy of God And as a result, that we're not making maximum benefit of the pronouncement of the blessing God has pronounced on us. We're not seeing much result, are we? For example, look at me. Why am I not a model? Come on. Now, you mean if I'm a model. You're not going to recognize, though. look at this guy. Okay, if I'm not pretty enough or smart enough, how about you? Why am I picking on that? Did you see God, did you think God did not recognize when Hollywood started? You, you think God didn't have a plan for Hollywood? Of course, he did. He. But because every Christian... That has the seed bearing plant and the fruit yielding tree for Hollywood, they were nowhere to be found. Of course. And so, see what we have today in our hand. It is the same way in every field of endeavor here on earth. Because the last scripture, the last, the last phrase in that sentence said, take charge. Take charge. Everywhere we're supposed to be in charge. In the presidency, we're supposed to be in charge. In Hollywood, we're supposed to be in charge. I mean, if they play, for example, gamble, gambling in heaven, we should be the best in gambling. That's how true it is, Yes. We're supposed to be in charge. That's what God says. Do you think God can lie? I'm not saying go gamble. I'm saying that according to that scripture, it says take charge. It means every segment of life, Christians should be in charge. But you can see the progression. The first thing was to prosper. If I don't prosper, there's no way I can take charge. If I'm not a good doctor, I can't be named the minister of health, for example, or whatever the best position for a physician is. Do you agree with me? So if I don't prosper as a doctor, again, prosperity means thriving, doing really well in what you do. If I do not prosper, How can I be in church? For example, at my place of work. If I don't thrive, if I don't do really good, do you think they're going to make me the director? Or the CEO? Or whatever? Is it going to happen? No. What am I saying? God has said to us, prosper. It is a command from God. But he gave us something to prosper with. Whatever God has given you, you better figure it out. And call upon the word of God according to that prophecy, so you may prosper with it. Because if that does not happen, look at what look at the progression. Maybe this will help us to see what is at stake. Remember, it says prosper, and then it says reproduce. Right? If I don't prosper and I'm a puppet, what do you think my, my replicate will be? What will I reproduce? You see the danger? If I don't prosper and I'm a puppet, because the instruction or the prophecy is prosper and then reproduce. So whatever I am is what I'm going to reproduce. Okay, it doesn't end there. And look at the third one. Fill earth. Oh my God. Are you seeing the danger? If I don't prosper, then I reproduce garbage. That garbage is going to fill the earth. Does that look like what what is happening today? See, because the prophecy of God cannot return back to him void. It says prosper. Prosper. Reproduce. So if prosperity happens, then that reproduction will be good. And that reproduction will be what will fill the earth. And that which is filling the earth will be what will be in charge. If Christians don't articulate God's word and move into the position where we should be, we have a crisis we have today in our world. There is no one to blame. Stop pointing accusing finger and stop accusing somebody. No, let's look back and see what God began from the beginning of creation. He created us and he pronounced to us to prosper. And his idea was when we prosper in everything he has given unto us, we prosper in godliness, we prosper in riches and prosperity, we prosper in music, we prosper in education, we prosper in government, we prosper in all this segment. Guess what will happen? You will have multiple of me. With the blessings of God, with the prosperity of God, multiplying everywhere. Is that correct? Then there will be multiple of me. Now imagine everyone in this church, if we are in the position where God wants us to be, and we prosper according to his prophecy, guess what will happen? All of a sudden, we are having that multiplier effect. And we are multiplying. And as we are multiplying, guess what? Majority will always carry the vote. When there is election, what do you think will happen? It's automation. The majority will carry the vote. So that means God's word is true. It's not God's fault. We need to understand what it means when God said, God bless them. And in Christ Jesus, what was lost, we now regain back. So as Christians, we need to understand that the deal is still on. Now we have what it takes to prosper. We just need to trust God and believe him. And begin to work with what he has given us with that understanding. When I go to work... It should be ringing in my heart. I've been given the power to prosper in whatever I'm doing at that little job. And as long as I'm conscious of that, it is bound to prosper. Because He's with me. And because His work is at stake. Because He knows when I prosper, I'm going to reproduce. I'm going to replicate. And there's going to be multiple of me. So which means, what God determined from before the foundation of the earth, when he says, let us make sure that it can you know, reflect our nature, it was that concept. Wherein, if I'm fulfilling, if I'm prospering because I have the nature of God, because I'm made in his likeness, and I'm prospering in what he has called me to do, I'm walking with what he has given unto me, then definitely I'm going to be replicating the same. I'm going to producing the same. If I have a child, I'm going to pass it on to the child. If I have a friend, I'm going to replicate myself in, in, in mentoring or discipleship. <laughs> that's, the, that's the strategy. So that everyone I rub hand with or I rub shoulder with, I'm replicating what is in me, and that multiplication is going on. And that's how God intends... To cover the entire earth with godly men and godly women. That was the strategy from the beginning. Today, our prayers, what we're concentrating on, is for God to help us to move into prosperity, to prosper in everything that we do. Amen. Third John chapter 1. The book of 3rd John, chapter 1. From verse 1 through 4, Third John chapter 1, from verse 1 through 4, the pastor to my good friend Gaius, how truly I love you. We are the best of friends, and I pray for good fortune in everything you do and for your good health that your everyday affairs prosper. As well as your soul. Every day, I fear. Everything we do should thrive. Everything we do should succeed. Because there is a covenant God who already pronounced that we succeed. He already pronounced that, that we prosper. He already pronounced that we will be fruitful. Because he has a plan. Because as long as I'm prospering, I'm going to multiply same. So it, it, there's going to be two of me as a point, three of me, four of me, five of me. And before you know it, it spreads all over the entire world. And God is in charge everywhere. That is the strategy. And it is you and me. And that's what God is counting on. Amen. Let's read, um, give me 1 Peter chapter 3, I believe. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. 1 Peter chapter 3, I'm going to conclude with this. Uh, Oh, no. Yeah. Summing, uh, Summing up, be agreeable be sympathetic, be loving, be compassionate, be humble. That goes for all of you, no exceptions, no retaliation, no sharp tongue, sarcasm. Instead, do what? Bless, that's your job, to bless. Only the blessed can bless. Did you recognize that? That's the reason God pronounced blessing on us. Because our job is to bless. If you are not blessed, how can you bless someone? You will be a blessing. Can you see that? And also get a blessing. Whoever wants to embrace life and see the day fill up with good, here is what you do. Say nothing evil or hurtful. Snop evil and cultivate good. Run after peace for all your worth. God looks on all these with approval. Listening and responding well to what he is asked. But he turns his back. On those who do evil things. The word is. You are blessed. Can you rise on our feet? I want us to make some declaration. You are blessed. And your job. Is to bless. God. Pronounced blessing on you. So that you can prosper. So that you can reproduce. Reproduce so that you can fill earth, so that you can be in charge. In everywhere, you see Christians, everywhere you go, that should be the testimony. Now I want you to just hold someone and make a declaration. You're going to tell that individual you're holding. According to God's word in Matthew chapter 5, in verse 48, that was the conclusion of Jesus' first inaugural message, said, grow up. Tell that individual, grow up. Grow up. It's time to, grow up. It's time to grow, up. grow up. Grow up! It means wherever you are now, it's not the level God wants you to be. Absolutely not. I don't care where you are. God says, Grow up. Tell that individual, Grow up. Did you remember what it was said concerning Jesus? He said, And the child grew. Yes. Jesus grew. He said, The child grew and was strong in spirit. He increased in wisdom. And the grace of God was with him. Tell your neighbor, grow up. up. I mean, tell it like you mean it. That individual you are holding is not where God wants him to be. (laughs) I can assure you of that. Tell that prophetically, grow up. Hallelujah. You are kingdom subject. Tell that individual. We're going to go again. We're going to start again. Say, grow up. You are kingdom subject. Wait till you're. You know how grandma tell, you know, the grandbabies something? That's the attitude you want to put into it. You are a prophet. Yes. You want to prophesy. Yes. Don't take it lightly, please. No, 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 no. D- that individual you are talking to is not where he or she should be. That's what the Spirit of God says. And you are commanding by the authority in the name of Jesus yes. for that individual to move yes. to where God wants him to be Amen. or where God wants her to be. Amen. Tell that brother or sister, grow up. You are <laughs> a kingdom subject. kingdom subject. Now live like it. Live like it. I, I don't see the attitude. I, I don't see the attitude. I want you to talk to God. I mean, talk to that individual as God asked you to talk to that individual. You're a prophet. When God asked that prophet to command dry bone to leave, it was because he knows who asked him to do it. It was with authority. I'm asking that you speak in the authority in the name of Jesus. To the individual you are holding. Now today, wherever that individual is at, is going to move up. She's going to move up. Whatever is the next level, is going to move up. She's going to move up. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. say to that individual, by the prophetic utterance of Jesus, I say, grow up. up You are kingdom subject. subject. Live like it. Live generously generously and graciously graciously towards others. others. The way God lives towards you, you You are created created to be such seasoning seasoning that brings out the God's flavors flavors of this earth. earth. You You are created to be light. Bringing out, bringing out the God colors in, in the word by opening up to others, up to others you, will you will prompt people to open up, to open up with, God. with God. You are blessed, you are blessed to, prosper. to prosper. You are blessed, you are blessed to, reproduce. to reproduce. You are blessed. You are blessed to fill, to fill the earth and you are blessed, you are blessed. To, take to take charge in the name of Jesus.